This is unstructured. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm super excited. This is literally a banner day. I'm speaking to someone who has been heard by more people than the final episode of MASH at a minimum on a regular basis every day. She actually is more intimate to many Americans than any celebrity you can ever imagine, but you might not recognize her if you passed her in the street. Today's guest is Susan Bennett, and she is the original voice of Siri. How are you doing today, Susan? Hello, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Does that trip everybody out when you do that? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) It is really cool. Um, I I love it, but it's, uh, it's really fantastic when you do do it. And I actually prefer your voice, not just to suck up, but I feel like your voice has that slightly more um, atomic tinge to it than the recent ones. Uh, Than the recent what's you mean the other, other digital voices. Yeah. The newer series. Well, um, the new series, of course is the new series is a millennial starting with the new with the <laughs> OS 11. Yeah, she she talks higher like that and she doesn't have that that wonderful snarky attitude that the first <laughs> that the original voice had. Now that actually there's a, a great story behind that because from my understanding you spent a lot of time doing really a a task that would be just pure drudgery. Can you describe that all? Well, the recordings that I did uh, which I actually did not do for Apple. I did for a third party, uh, a company called Nuance. Right. And the recordings that I did were were called IVR recordings, standing for Interactive Voice Response. And the recordings, this, these types of recordings are used for applications like, you know, Siri, Alexa, Cortana, et cetera, and uh, GPS systems as well, and and other applications like that. So. The, we did the recordings, and afterwards, computers and technicians went into the recordings and extracted sounds, reformed them into new phrases and sentences, and these are what ended up on our devices. So when people ask me, oh, did you have to read the whole dictionary? Or No, I read thousands and thousands of these crazy sentences that were created just for sound, and so they could get all of the sound combinations in the language. So the the sentences we read really made very little sense. They were sentences like cow hoist in the tub hut today. Say schist fresh issue today. Militia boy <laughs> hallucinate buckra okra ooze. So, you know, it was pretty crazy. Um, I'd say the first 50 or 100 sentences were kind of fun and kind of challenging. And then it was <laughs> really pretty tedious. It's like a hooked on nerd phonics. Exactly. Wow. Um, and now, okay, I, from my understanding, you did this like for almost a full month, like four hours a day or something? Yes, for the initial work that I did that ultimately became the voice of Siri was done in July 2005. And I recorded four hours a day, five days a week. So I really didn't have much voice left or much uh, energy left for too much else uh, because it was very, you know, it, it's different. I know DJs work for four or five hours at a time, but they, they take breaks. And of course I took some breaks, but 
we weren't we had to read everything in a, just a almost a monotone and it had to be read exactly the same every phrase and sentence and so that's what made it tedious and difficult on the vocal cords because you know you didn't when we talk naturally we use our voice we go up and down with the with the pitch and everything but for these sentences they had to be read you know in very very much the same way so that when they extracted the sounds um, they would all be sort of uh, similar. Well, ironically, a little bit of your attitude did sneak through, though. Oh yeah, and, and that's kind of the the magic of the voice. Is <laughs> there's there's just a touch of snark. Absolutely. The very first time I spoke to Siri, um, I said, um, "Hi Siri, what are you doing?" And she very disgustedly answered, "I'm talking to you." <laughs> cracks me up yeah um now it has to be kind of a mixed blessing for you because i i've heard a bunch of interviews with you with you i have a tendency to obsessively research (laughs) and you're asked the same things over and over but it's kind of a, a weird thing because you're in everybody's head how does that feel being on both sides of the celebrity well, it was very weird at first um, because the fact that I was the voice of Siri was a surprise to me. Um, and I've talked to other original Siri voices. I was the first English voice worldwide. But then um, others came up very quickly, uh, speaking other languages and, and with iPhones going into different countries. We all had similar experiences, um, which the experience was that we were doing all these recordings that we thought were sort of generic recordings for phone systems. And, um, you know, even though scientists and researchers have been work, had been working on artificial, artificial intelligence for decades by that time, most of us just normal lay people weren't, uh, aware or had any idea that we were getting close to coming up with something like Siri. She was, you know, really basically the first public manifestation of AI and certainly the first concatenated voice. Now, concatenated means, you know, that's the process that I described earlier of how they take uh, sounds out of one sentence and then make another one out of them. And uh, she was the first concatenated voice that sounded human and you could interact with her and she had a personality and a sense of humor. I mean, she really was, she was really amazing. (laughs) Yes, fantastic. And I I don't know if you know much about the Apple history at all, but it sort of makes sense that you sort of backed into being on the iPhone because the iPhone didn't come out until 2007. And Siri itself was a company that was created by uh, a guy out of Norway. So he was licensing from nuance building the technology then apple buys the company then all of a sudden you're on the iphone it's sort of a really kind of cool fortuitous path to to get there well it's you know i've been doing voice work you know i i became the voice of siri because i am a voice actor and have been doing lots of radio and tv commercials for years and years and documentaries and promos and all the things that that um voice actors do and um, it, it was it was an amazing thing, and I think that for the voice actors that that uh, 
you know, got the surprise of being Siri or Daniel or whoever the first iPhone <laughs> uh, persona was in, in whatever country. Um, it, it was really, it was kind of uh, a progressive thing, you know, that in, in a way it sort of made sense that we'd done all these IVR recordings and then suddenly we became these um, personas. And my voice can also be heard on a lot of different uh, GPSs and, uh, and in cars and things like that. So all of the, that work that was done for Nuance, um, just a part of that, you know, became Siri. And actually, I think the guy that you're talking about is Doug Kitlausen from Norway. And he um, supposedly gave the name Siri um, to all of this because he and his wife uh, were expecting um, a child during part of his, you know, development of this, of this app. And uh, they'd chosen the name Siri for a baby girl because it's a popular name in Norway. And the baby turned out to be a boy, so the app got the name instead. Now, that's one of the stories I heard. But It's ironic, too, because um, there are male series and female series. Exactly. So it wind up becoming an androgynous name. Right. No, and I, I definitely don't want to overlook um, your voice is kind of everywhere. Um, I understand you're the uh, voice of Delta. Yes, Delta Airlines gates worldwide. I'm the one that uh, tells you to get out your your ticket and uh, or or your phone, and uh, and I'm the one that you know calls your zones and things like that. Now, do you use a different tone? Because I know you played um, Tilly the Teller or something oh, like yeah, that. Tilly. Yeah. Well, that was actually um, that was a jingle that I sang. I didn't actually play Tilly. Um, I sang about Tilly, <clears throat> and uh, that was at a time when. Um, that was for the first ATM, right? First right. Successful ATM. And the only reason it became successful was it was developed in the late seventies and people didn't have computers then. No one had personal computers, even desktop computers at that time. And people didn't like the idea of getting their cash out of a machine. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't trust a machine. And so uh, a very clever ad agency in Atlanta called McDonald and Little came up with the idea of personalizing the ATM. So they called her Tilly and put this little happy little sort of uh, Swiss Miss looking face on, on the ATM. And then they uh, wrote a jingle about it. And suddenly this became the first successful ATM in the country. They had, they had ATMs in every bank, but no one would use them. <laughs> <laughs> until uh until Tilly came along. So that was that was pretty interesting. Now that voice that you used for that jingle though was a bit more tunish. Well, it was I was singing, you know. Right. So yeah, had it it was had a tune, yes. No, I meant like cartoonish. Cartoonish. Well, it was I you know, this was like many, many years ago. So my voice was a little higher at the time too. So Tilly okay, but- the old time teller. <laughs> that's so awesome so I, I was wondering if um as an example i interviewed uh, cj crit and she does audiobook narration and she's very much a, a character actor so she really changes her voices up for the different characters right and i've interviewed other another audiobook narrator he doesn't change a whole lot he kind of shifts a little here and there but doesn't go to the extreme I'm wondering if methodically you are more of a character driven voice artist or you just kind of give a nudge to a voice or a direction. 
Well, I do have characters that I can do. And when I do um, Siri appearances and presentations, I do, um, I'm a, um, do Siri speaker events. I do a lot of different voices for people to just to show uh, some, a lot of the different aspects of the voiceover industry. And um, I certainly don't do as many uh, voices as, you know, someone like Frank Az- uh, Azaria, who, <laughs> or <laughs> Hank Azaria, I mean, um, or any of those guys at The Simpsons. Those people are amazing. They, they, they all have about 30 voices they can do. <laughs> um, so I would have to say typically that I used to use a lot of character voices previously in radio and TV commercials, but, you know, um, advertising trends change and the trend now is to more be, be kind of like the quirky guy next door sort of thing instead of a real character. Um, and so at, and especially at this, um, stage of my career, I'm mostly doing, you know, just straight ahead, um, things and, and also, having revealed myself as the voice of Siri, I knew it would stereotype me and it pretty much has. So I do a lot of Siri type of uh, recordings. But it's a good thing. I mean, you do a lot of public speaking out of it and things. like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's once I, once I embraced it, it was a little weird at first because I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't expecting it. And when you're a voice actor doing that type of work, you know, the IVR work, or messaging type of work, most people aren't gearing into the sound of your voice. They're just listening for information. Right. And then suddenly that voice that was anonymous becomes this persona. And you start to, to develop a relationship with this character. If you talk to Siri or Alexa or Cortana, you know, several times a day, you're going to recognize that voice. You're going to be familiar with the voice and you're going to imagine a character that goes with the voice. And so suddenly those of us who had become this, you know, this, uh, this sort of iconic, uh, unseen (laughs) persona, uh, it was weird. It really was really weird. And it was, it was a little bit difficult for me to deal with that first because I wasn't sure how it was going to impact my career. And it did, but it impacted it in, uh, in, in a very cool way. I ended up having all sorts of incredible experiences that I never would have had just at doing a, just being a regular, you know, troubadour voice actor. I think it's so fantastic. Now, Apple, um, I read some stuff about how the FBI actually came into it with um, voice experts saying, no, she is the voice. Like there was a controversy and Apple really did not want this out. Well, Apple really couldn't do anything about it because they had purchased our voices from nuance and they we did so thus we did not have a non-disclosure agreement with apple and so that is why i can run around saying yep i'm the voice of siri i am i'm the original voice of siri and uh and i kind of was able to run with that um the as far as the proof it happened when i did an interview with um someone from uh, jessica rabbits from cnn.com and they just do something called a red chair interviews, just really kind of casual. And suddenly CNN thought, well, wow, this is actually a pretty big story. So they wanted to wanted to fly me to New York, uh, wanted to fly me to New York to do um, their morning show. And before they felt comfortable doing that, they said, well, we need actual proof 
that your mm. your Siri. And of course, Apple wasn't about to do that. And um, the other companies that I worked for said, yes, that's the woman that did these recordings that became the voice of Siri. But finally, they decided to hire um, a forensic audiologist. <laughs> and uh, and he listened. He had me do some recordings for him, and then he compared it to the Siri voice, and he did all this you know, technical work. And I told my husband at the time, I said, I know that's my voice. I said, what if this guy says it's not? What am I going to do? <laughs> but he said, no, it, that, that's the voice 100%. So That's kind of cool. And I think hiring a, a, a forensic voice guy just added to the drama. It, it probably made it a better story. Yeah, yeah. But um, And I'm guessing uh, that that's why Apple switched off of your voice and everybody else's in 2013? Well, if you ask Siri who I am today, she will say Susan Dennett is a, an American voice actor and the original voice of Siri up to operating system 11. Mm, so okay. I thought that they had changed the voice with OS 7 because it sounded different to me. Now, most people couldn't hear the difference, but it, re it really hit me over the head. I said, oh, they're not using my voice anymore. I thought they'd hired a different actor. And I spoke, also spoke to a couple of other original series who had the same experience. And we, I think that if, if Siri is to believe, be believed, and I, I don't know, Siri could be giving out some fake news. Who knows? <laughs> oh, bad but, um, if she is to be believed, then what they did was just tweak our voices audiologically. I mean, basically, we're in such a weird time in our country now because they can fake voices. They can even fake video. You know, I mean, they can make you look as if you're saying a certain thing and when you're not. And so who knows? Uh, but according to according to Siri, it was my voice all the way up until OS 11. And then the voice is d very, very different now. Very okay. different. That that makes sense because I think I've heard you say in other interviews that they hired somebody who sounded like you, but wasn't quite. So they may have. Well, that's what I thought. I thought that they had hired another actor, and um, huh. and we the I when I spoke to other original series, we kind of thought, well, maybe they didn't like us going out and promoting ourselves. But they never came out to say, well, the voice has changed, and you know, don't listen to these people. So I I don't know. There's really no way of knowing. Apple is not talking about this. <laughs> no, no. Apple's very, very, very. They they keep very, you know, they they do like to keep their secrets. So. But you do have an iPhone, right? Not an I Android? do. I have an iPhone. Okay, yeah. so there's some brand loyalty. That that would be the scoop. The well, the nice thing is that when I found out I was the voice, I say, well, at least we're you know we're a completely 100% Mac household where we have nothing but Mac <laughs> <laughs> uh, computers in in the house, so. What are your thoughts about um, like auto tune and things that are going on right now? Well, uh, I I think that it all just leads into the singularity. I think that ultimately we're going to be, you know, humans and machines are going to merge uh, because, and I know that maybe sound completely preposterous and outlandish, but no. uh, we are giving everything over to the machines. We are giving, you know, we ask Alexa or Siri to do everything for us, you know, especially kids. You know, I, I have a friend who who has grandkids and she said, these kids, she said, they don't even know how to turn on a light. They just tell Alexa to do it, you know, and it's so you have to wonder. I, I think what we're missing with all these things like auto tune, you no longer have to have a, a real 
singer that can show up and actually sing in tune. You you know, the people fix everything in post. And consequently, it, it all tends to have, have uh, a computerized, you know, techno sound to me. Um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, everything is so perfect. Um, and, and everything, a digital sound has a very different sound from, um, and, um, um, oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um, the thing that's the opposite of, of digital, the thing that was the precursor. Oh, and that was oh the, analog. Thank you. Analog. <laughs> that word escaped me. <laughs> um, you know, analog has such a, a nice warm sound. And, and the thing that bothers me about digital is, uh, the sibilance. You know, and I, I hear it just even speaking with my own voice and mm-hmm. I didn't never had a particularly sibilant voice, but now I just hear on every commercial I hear, I go, what, what's the matter with, you know. It's like so, high definition sound. But, you know, a lot of it just has to do with, you know, my people of my generation have seen a radical change. I mean, we went from, you know, typewriters and, you know, sure. dial, you know dial telephones to, you know, to what we're dealing with now. So it's, you know, to us, it seems, you know, really, really foreign and really, really strange. And some of it's hard for, for us to embrace, not because we can't learn to do it, but because we don't really want to. I <laughs> sometimes, remember, sometimes. I remember that. But on I, the other end of the spectrum, you've got little, little kids. I mean, little kids that come over, could come over here and just show me everything I needed to do on the computer. So, you know, um, we're just evolving, you know, with, with all the technology that we have. And, and if you've uh, seen any recent shows about how far along technology has come, if you see some of the robotics that are, that are happening now, it's absolutely astounding. And it's really, really, it's hard to imagine that we are actually going to see these, these folks walking around just along with us, you know, cyborgs. they won't have to go to Kroger because they don't have to eat. So isn't that, you know. Oh, there you go. And yes, I'm not that far off. I remember resenting people who had nines and zeros in their phone number because I had a dial. <laughs> but um, so what is coming up next for Susan Bennett? Well, mostly I would like to just do more of what I'm doing. Um I've had a really great time doing a lot of uh, Siri presentations in some wonderful locations. I'm doing one next week in Boston, and uh, my husband and I went to Croatia for one in April, which was just fantastic. So I'm going to be doing uh, more of that. And my husband's a guitarist. I'm a singer. We had a band for close to 25 years, and we still have a band that we play in um, you know, fairly often. And so doing more of that. And I would also like to do a lot more traveling just, um, you know, I've, I've worked for many decades now. And so I'm looking forward to just kind of getting on a plane for fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you can pad your Croatia trip. You there know. you go. Put a little on the front, a little on the back right? And, and definitely do it. Now to close things out, where can people find you? Where can people find me? Oh, I'm everywhere. You can't escape me. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to reach me, you can do so through my website, which is susancbennett.com. And Bennett has two N's and two T's. Um, at Seriously Susan, and that's Siri, S-I-R-I-O-U-S-L-Y, Susan, at Twitter and Instagram. And I have a Facebook page called Susan Bennett voice of Siri. Awesome. 
And thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Mr. Hayes' office, how may I help you? Andrea, it's Marilyn over at Kennedy Parker Construction. Hello, Marilyn. Would you like me to connect Mr. Parker to Mr. Hayes? A fish surrounded by sharks. A secretary cursed by desire and ambition. Introducing the diarist by Donna Barrow Green. The diarist, an addictive psychological thriller, satirical, suspenseful, and full of twists. Available on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes. I'm sorry if I've hurt your feelings. Or if something I've said has led you to believe I think you're incompetent. It's just been so long since you've given me any encouragements or compliments on my... Andrea. I do notice you. I like that blouse on you very much. You look very pretty just as you are right now. Oh, well, I... It's very pretty on you. Thank you. What sort of fabric is it? It's silk. It's lovely. You have excellent taste in clothes. I notice. Would you mind removing your cardigan? My sweater? Yes, so I can see the blouse in its entirety. Why? I like it very much. You see, I do notice you. You know that, don't you? I don't have to tell you I notice these things. You know when I like something, don't you? I don't know. I repeated his words in my mind. I notice you. That was it, wasn't it? I wanted someone to notice me. Not Andrea the daughter, the wife, the secretary. Not even Andrea the artist or ad girl. I wanted someone, anyone, to see me. More than anything, it was Richard. Please don't think unkind of me, dear reader. Thank you.